This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Coming up on this episode of The Commercial Break. I think he needs to drink a lot of grapefruit juice. Grapefruit juice? Is that what's curing it? This is my brand new uh, COVID-19 protocol. Grapefruit juice, aspirin, raw eggs, and smelled the feet of a dirty llama. Wow, Henry. That sounds... A kicker at the end. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Good one, Henry. Thank you. I also have a new uh, comedy podcast coming out. (laughs) I have watched the show. I've watched every episode, all 365,000 episodes. (laughs) And I thought it was rather entertaining, as I guess that's a point, right, is for it to be entertaining. It is a television show, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. So, again, my, my favorite couple on the show, Michelle and Steve, I reached out to Michelle She's been nice enough to join us. And so without further ado, we're going to snap our fingers. Let's talk to Michelle. By the way, you can cuss and do anything you want on my show. There's no rules on this show. So don't. There you are. Yeah. (laughs) We're not live. That's the good news. No. Yeah, it's not live. Because like, you know, our swear words are different to the American ones. Okay. Well, (laughs) use the Australian and the American cuss words. We prefer it. Um, because <laughs> okay, you know they're rude. Like we swear, and like you might think we're really rude. No, we like that. Yeah, we, we like, like it. it. Bring it on. <laughs> the next episode of the commercial break starts now. I was just here checking my my news scroll to make sure that check, I didn't check. that I didn't miss. Any important events that are happening today. We're recording this on Ooh. Saturday night here in the United States. And of course, yeah. the president of our president of these United States, <laughs> our president of these United States <laughs> has been diagnosed with SARS-CoV-2, also known as coronavirus or COVID-19. The novel coronavirus. Novel coronavirus. Not so novel mm-hmm. anymore, is it? No. Yeah. Not so, so funny. Yeah, no, not so funny at all. Uh, well, 
I mean, listen, we, we do a lot of joking about coronavirus here on this show, born out of the boredom of the <laughs> real life commercial break that we're involved in. But right. I certainly don't wish ill on anybody and uh, certainly not our president of the United States, because whether I like the guy or I don't like the guy, having a president that's incapacitated or this in this series of a condition is not good yeah. news for anybody involved. And no. uh, I don't even know what to think, to be honest with you, Holly. I really don't. There's like, so many emotions that are just running through me. It's, you know, sadness, anger. <sighs> I told you so's. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, I knew I thought this could happen and it did, but you're the president. What, why did you let this happen? Why did you spread it to a ton mm. of people? Well, to Possibly. be to be fair to the president, we don't. No one's going to ever really know. No. Well, there's so many people that have come in with some contact with so many yeah. people. And you were just telling me that this that they think that it might have happened at this Amy uh, Barrett uh, mm-hmm. introduction, big yeah. you know rose garden ceremony, and yeah. that she had there's it back in people, June. Eight people. Eight that have, that have tested positive were at that event. Wow. Mm-hmm. But none of the kids or anything have it. So I guess. Um, <laughs> so I guess that's good. <laughs> There's still hope. <laughs> we need a doctor on the show that can tell us about like correct. You know what I'm saying? Doctor. We need a Look doctor. Sanjay Gupta. Sanjay Gupta. He's. I think he's just I am a, a doctor. <laughs> oh, look! It's Henry from Podcast Universe. Henry. That is from uh, YourHealth.com. YourHealth.com. It's actually yourhealth.wod. Yourhealth.wod? That's correct. It's a brand new extension for doctors only. <laughs> okay. And uh, what do you make of all of this? It's a very serious condition. He's in a very bad shape, and I think he needs to drink a lot of grapefruit juice. <laughs> grapefruit juice? Is that what's curing it? This is my brand new uh, COVID-19 protocol. Grapefruit juice, aspirin, raw eggs, and smelled the feet of a dirty llama. Wow, Henry, that sounds incredible. A inc- kicker at the end. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Good one, Henry. Thank you. I also have a new pod- uh, comedy podcast coming out <laughs> called Henry Fonda's Comedy Podcast. <laughs> Good for you, Henry. Thank you, Hudley. I know you'd like that. Okay, listen, if you need any doctoral <laughs> advice, you just give me a call. I'm here for you and the president. <laughs> Are you the president's doctor? No, but all the president's doctors come from my office. We all share the same office. Okay, well, I, I guess we're in good hands. Not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I you know, this is just like one of those things where you just, 15, 20, 30 days before an election, now he's out for at least 15 days. So I wonder what happens next. Like, what's the next play? What happens here? Does, do they... Try and convince the American options. public that they need to push back the election or it doesn't need to happen or he wins because he got coronavirus. I'm not really sure. There's, I mean, anything could happen. Anything could happen. Apparently, they're not going to push the election back. But in, in this year and under Trump, who knows? Who knows? But I do want to make it clear. I do. I do wish the president and and his wife yes. and anybody else that was affected a speedy recovery. Yeah, we're, and we're just hearing that now. Chris Christie is yeah. is going to the hospital. This is Saturday yeah. night, so you're listening to this on Wednesday, yeah. more than likely. Then we're not giving you particularly timely information, but we're just learning as it learning we're about shocked. it as we go. Yeah, we're absolutely <laughs> floored. I was up. 
do, uh, working on the podcast at like one in the morning. And, you know, when this on Thursday night, yeah, on, when w- it came out, when Hope Hicks was announced uh, yeah. that she had that she had COVID. Actually, she didn't announce it. A, a news reporter announced it. A news reporter announced that someone had come on Marine One and said, Hope Hicks has coronavirus. You four people who were in touch with her need to get off the 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 Marine One. And then they still sent the president out to Bedminster well, it's just like, what? Why didn't he just stay home at that point? I don't know. Whatever. I mean, you know, who am I to judge or guess or whatever? I have one word, ego. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. That's pretty it, much the whole thing. But here's another way to look at it, Hoadley. And it, it's the most protected man in the world. The most protected man on earth gets coronavirus. We can get coronavirus. It's well, just, but it depends on how much he let people protect him and how much he did to protect himself. And I don't think that was there. They're taking this like, like <laughs> I mean, I don't think he was protecting himself. He was, he thought he was invincible. They're taking this, like they, apparently the one thing that they have is like this Abbott quick test that they have, you know, like yeah. everybody takes this Abbott quick test. And I just yeah. read that the Abbott quick test is up to only 30%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not, I know. I'm like, why were they giving him that? Created I from the it. labs of Podcast Universe, the new <laughs> Abbott Quick Test. <laughs> Good job, buddy. That's right. We just put a bunch of bleach in it. In it. Yep. Yeah. We hope it turns colors. That's right. <laughs> 50-50 guess. That's not great yeah. odds, Henry. In my country, it's great odds. Which country is that? I don't want to say right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, when you have a 50, when you have a 30% chance of getting it right, so as so as it's the night- really weird because I can go down and get a test here where we are and you've gotten the same yeah. test from the same place that we're going to and I got I, I just went and got tested last week got my results back less than 24 hours later so why aren't they doing that test that's supposed to be the most reliable test and that's the nose no swab well it, the Abbott test quick test is a nasal swab it's like you you do the nasal swab and then they, they it's, a, it's like a quick solution they use. I think whatever you know what here's the re- here's the reality. He's <laughs> got it. Anything. Yeah, he's got it. It didn't work. None of the fucking protocols <laughs> yeah. worked. Yeah. He's not wearing a mask. No one's wearing a mask. They're all spreading it to each other. It's just yeah. Like mm-hmm. I I wish the president well, big but I big old COVID party. Yeah, big old COVID party. That's right. It's a like a chickenpox party. <laughs> slumber party. <laughs> slumber party. <laughs> Speaking of slumber party, let me tell you a story, yes. here, Chrissy Hoadley. Well, let's get to this okay. first. Go to www.tcbpodcast.com. That's where you can listen to all the episodes. You can uh, look at show notes, find out more information about what we're talking about. And Chrissy and I, you can also join the break room where you have exclusive access to the after show, which is about a 15, between a 15 and a 30 minute show that Chrissy and I do uh, after every podcast and only the break room members get that. It's completely free. You don't owe us anything. I mean, if you want to give us something, you're more than welcome to, but we're not particularly charging. <laughs> we're not going to charge the first <laughs> three subscribers. Tips. We do we take tips. tips. Where we take mm-hmm. tips, I have no idea. <laughs> Send it to we need, podcast. We need to have like a virtual G string. Oh. Like our tip jar. Maybe can we have a real G string <laughs> as our tip jar? That's my next question. So uh, so go to tcbpodcast.com and you can join the break room. You can't miss it. It's right there. Just hit join break room and go to at the commercial break on Instagram and Facebook. Join our social media. We're in the middle of doing giveaways like this cup and masks and masks and all this other kind of really nice cloth masks stitched with the TCB logo and all kind of other stuff. And And you have pop sockets too, right? We do. We have pop sockets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got a bunch of stuff. 
Um, mm-hmm. And also, just to let everyone know, you can now watch the uh, show on YouTube. That YouTube episode mm-hmm. usually comes out sometime a couple hours after the actual audio episode. But by Wednesday morning, when you wake up here in the United States, it will be available to you. And that's now available to everybody. However, the after show is still only available video and audio to the break room. So go there. Yeah. Let me tell you a little story. I have been talking about this, you know, I, my bad reality television habits have now infested. <laughs> You've got a bad habit. I do. Mm-hmm. And now infested it's the commercial break. <laughs> yes. And I've yes, gotten, they have. I know you've, I've gotten you hooked, at least you on have one. Got me. You gave me yeah. something for free to start. And then next thing you know, I'm paying for it. That's I how they get you. It. Yeah. They don't get you on the first one. They get you mm-hmm. on the comeback. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. Just a little teener. They call it a teener. Just going to keep a little teener. <laughs> Yeah, just finger try dip, this. Finger dip, try finger it, dip. Just, just try this. It's on me. Uh, uh, wow. Chili dip, chili dip. Uh, this, uh, I told, <laughs> I'll tell you a story a different time. Remind me to do the chili dip story because I think okay. you'll find it entertaining. <laughs> so there's a reality television show that has taken parts of the United States by storm. The show is called Married at First Sight Australia. Now, there's been a Married at First Sight Uh, The U.S. version has been around for about nine seasons. And here's the premise of the show. Two strangers get hooked up by experts. Experts take two single people and they look at a bunch of different criteria and they interview them and they say, like expert matchmakers, expert matchmakers. They they ask you personality questions. They ask you what you're looking for and they do the best they can to to match you up. Clinical psychologists, marriage counselor types, you know, like what what we... at least that's experts. the way they present themselves as experts <laughs> in relationships as much as I guess someone is going to be a, an expert yeah. on a relationship. And out of hundreds and hundreds of people, they match these two people together. This show has been pretty popular here in the United States. And I think the experts do a rather good job. Uh, at least I, I've watched some of the seasons, not all. I'm not particularly like a huge fan of Married at First Sight, the U.S. version. But they try and put two people together that can somehow in some strange way make it work, Right. <laughs> this year, because of I think because of coronavirus, they have decided to import a different version of the show that is Married at First Sight Australia. Ooh. Married at First Sight Australia is a is a cut from a whole different cloth than the Married at First Sight United <laughs> a loin States. Cloth. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, and so there's these nine couples, same premise. Nine couples, total strangers hooked up by experts, although I think in this case the experts are the producers and not having to do anything with relationship experts. They hook these two people up for a marriage. They then go on a short honeymoon, and then they're to live together in the same apartment together, like they just move in together right away, for I'm guessing about two or three months. We'll have an opportunity to find out more about this later on the show as we're going to have our very first uh, guest besides our friends, our very first guest, (laughs) besides our friends, who, not to say they're not celebrities in their own right. They're amazing. They're amazing. Like Jeff is well known and Rachel certainly is. I told Jeff, I was like, we're having our first guest. And he said, I thought I was your first guest. Yeah, kind (laughs) of. But someone that we, it's from a show. Yeah, someone that we, they're on a show. Someone that we didn't already know. Right. (laughs) Um, and so we're going to have our opportunity to ask these questions of our very first guest, who is, in my opinion, one of the breakout stars of the particular reality show, Married at First Sight Australia, Michelle, and her husband, Steve, well, not her, the, her television show husband, Steve, will not be with her. We'll get a chance to ask her <laughs> questions for obvious reasons, because they hate and each that's other. that's M-I-S-H-E-L. That's right. To Spelled. all you podcast listeners. Folks. Yeah. If you, if you want to Google Michelle Married at First Sight Australia, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's Michelle. 
Um, so let me give you a little breakdown of how the television show works. Married, total, total strangers, married day. They run off. They have <laughs> totally uh, normal, totally normal, completely normal. <laughs> Listen, I felt like I was marrying a stranger and I knew my wife for two years. So I don't even know what it's like to marry someone you've known for no minutes and no seconds. No minutes. Yeah, no, you see them for the first time, hence the name. And in case you're wondering, they literally meet on the altar. Like they don't meet each other beforehand. They literally walk up to the altar and and they meet each other right then and there. They exchange vows. But they've been matched by the... Quote unquote, professionals, professionals. experts, excuse me, the experts, Mm, experts, right? So, um, (laughs) then they get married. They, then there's some, sometimes family members show up, family and friends. They have a big party afterwards. They have a nice reception afterwards. They're hustled off to some (laughs) exotic location. (laughs) Do people get to choose chicken or beef? (laughs) I don't know. That's a great question. We should ask that question. I don't know. Or is it just what you get stuck with? Fish, vegetarian, do you get yeah. to choose? Okay. And who's the DJ? And do they have a band? Yeah. And like, did you get involved in that? Like, part right. of me wishes I had got married at first sight because all that shit would have been taken <laughs> care of for care me of right off the beginning. Exactly. I wouldn't have to worry about a damn thing. <laughs> exactly. Shuffled off to a honeymoon where they spend a couple of days getting to know each other in the honeymoon bubble. Uh, Sometimes right then and there, you start to see cracks. You start to understand where it's going to go right and where it's going to go wrong. Who's going to be the interesting people this season and who's not on both versions, on the U.S. version and the Australian version. But it's, <laughs> the rubber really meets the road when they start living with each other. Yeah. Now, the difference between the two shows, in case you're wondering, is that I just think that the Australian version is much more slicked up. It's much more ready for prime time. Mm. Uh, and they're trying to get characters in the door that are going to make for interesting television, not interesting marriages, mm. interesting television. When they get in the same apartment as each other, they then every single week have a dinner where all the couples get together and have dinner and they all talk shit about each other and they all tell each other what's going on in their marriages. And then every single week they have to recommit to each other in a recommitment ceremony. So in the U.S. version, they don't do this. It's just like, you know, everyone kind of lives on their own and they do their own thing and they don't they kind of interact with the other couples, but not much. So I'm saying all of this, I'm giving you a, a preface because we're probably going to talk a little bit about some of the minutiae of the show. And I wanted those who don't watch the show to understand what goes on. Dinner, recommitment ceremony, living together right after the marriage, honeymoon ceremony, literally married strangers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Just, there's nothing else to say. I mean, that's it. That was it. Okay. I have watched the show. I've watched every episode, all 365,000 episodes. <laughs> and I thought it was rather entertaining as I guess that's the, a point, right? Is for it to be yes, entertaining. It is a television exactly show first and foremost. Mm-hmm. So one, my, again, my, my favorite couple on the show, Michelle and Steve, I reached out to Michelle. She's been nice enough to join us. And so without further ado, we're going to snap our fingers. Let's talk to Michelle. Michelle, you look great. Hello, you look oh, beautiful. Thank really you. Oh, you're so kind. It's so nice to meet you, like virtually. Oh, it's good to meet you. This is the only way that we're meeting people now. Yeah. Well, that's very true. It's very true. Oh, I don't know about you guys. Well, I'm not meeting anyone. Really. So, did he get COVID? How did he get COVID? Right. Oh, that's no, so the question. I laugh. 
<laughs> Listen, he's he's got Ooh. he's got fucking COVID. By the way, you can cuss and do anything you want on yes. my show. There's no rules on this show, so don't. Are you live? Yeah, <laughs> we're not live. That's the good no. news. We'll, oh, we'll, it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's not live. because like you know, our swear words are different to the American ones. Okay, well, use the Australian and the American cuss words. We prefer it. Um, because <laughs> okay, you know they're rude. Like we swear, and like you might think we're really rude. No, we like it. Yeah, we, we like, like it. it. Bring it on. <laughs> Um, so we think the president got coronavirus because he doesn't wear a fucking mask and he goes I mean, around. Oh gosh. Why do you have to wear masks? Oh every, yeah. Every day. I mean, listen, we do, we don't have to, but we do because it's a, we That's have, how it spreads. we're the number one country in the world for coronavirus. Yeah. Oh, I think he must just be immune. He thought all the bullshit was going to filter. He totally thought he was immune. He definitely thought he was immune. It's really bad. I, I I can't comment because I don't know if he's really that bad. He just seems like a bit of a joke. Yeah, no, he is. He's we fully think that. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a weird four years. Yeah. But, but he's coming yeah. up again, isn't he? Because that, like, yes. can he do it again? Yeah. Well, he, there are people that will vote for him, but lots we're not. Of people. <laughs> okay. There's is there a- any better options? Yeah, yes. Joe Biden. Yes. Are, he's a more liberal candidate. And um, there's about 30 percent of this country that will do whatever President Trump says. It's a cult here. It's not it's he's reached cult status and it's unbelievable. We yeah. we always look at every other country that's asked backwards like Venezuela or North Korea. And we go, I can't happen to us. Australia. We're America. <laughs> but Australia's not. Is Australia that bad? Do you guys have like a dictator in present for a president? No, no. Yeah, I don't. I actually like. No, we don't. Like ours are probably just dumb. <laughs> well, that's politicians in general. Yeah, for sure. But now you're not as dumb as Trump. I just like, yeah, they're a little bit more. I don't know. We've just depends because we've got a constitution and like they kind of rule every state rules by themselves, and then the whole body is kind okay. of. I don't know. It's our, ours are ours are too. Different. Yeah. So, like, our states have different laws to the whole country. Yep. Oh, okay. Same thing okay. here. Same thing here. But yeah. the federal government, which is the the government that that you know the is main over head, yeah, they're yeah. really in charge. So the states can kind of do whatever they want to do. But if it doesn't jive with what the federal government says, well, then they're not they're not doing it, right? So uh, we kind of have more pull. So Queensland, we're kind of we're not on restrictions because as much as anyone else so we can go out we can actually go and have like weddings or parties or do whatever because we're pretty COVID oh, safe wow do you that's have- right where the other states are in full lockdown wow. where they're not allowed to leave yeah their suburb so it depends on the state and our state has just chosen this and it's we've got the lowest rate anyway so oh, well let fantastic. me ask you, let me ask you this while we're on the subject um yeah. so I think, you know, most Americans probably know about as much about Australia as has been shown in pop culture. Crocodile Dundee and that guy who died uh, chasing the alligators, right? And so I... And oh, that's just because... Yeah, <laughs> Steve Irwin? Yeah, he died for... Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. Yeah, he, yes. he wasn't killed by an alligator, was he? He Stingray. was killed by the Stingray. 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 Yeah. I thought, well, he didn't die from that, did he? Yeah. Just like... <laughs> I, I make shit up. That we all know. Just, just roll with me. Right. 
he's a hero, and we do. He was. He so. was. Well, I we watched his show, right? We were uh, we were yeah. Americans. Were all we were all in on Steve Irwin when that when it, oh. when he was around. But so we, I don't know much about. But we don't. What's so funny is watching the show, especially, is I see the similarities in our pop culture, like. You, you dress the same, you talk the same, you drink the same, you, you have fun in the same way. The culture is so similar, but we don't share much pot culture in general. Like, we don't hear about Australia. I'm sure maybe you guys hear a little bit more about us because we have a loudmouth president. But do you guys, is coronavirus considered a serious thing there? Is it like taken seriously or is it just like, well, it's the flu and we'll, we're just going to have to get through it? Or does it depend uh, on who it you depends are? On who you are, there we've got those little mm. conspiracy theorists, yeah. and um, I don't know. We're, Queensland is like a state that's very laid back. We kind of, you know, what you want us to do this? Yeah, we'll agree. We won't. We'll follow the rules, and then you let us have this. Okay, yay! Yeah. We're like farmers. <laughs> we really are very simple folk, and we're very laid back. Where Victoria, the ones that have been really yeah. locked down, they kind of up themselves, and they think that they they own the country, ah. and they never follow the rules. So there's always been a Victoria, New South Wales kind of thing where head they head both competition. Yeah, so Victoria thinks that they're the classy, the classy state. Uh, Melbourne, they're very classy, mm-hmm. and Sydney is like the popular tramp, trendy. Tramp <laughs> yeah. And Brisbane, we're just like outback farmers. We're like so laid back. We, I really love weird. that. And I'm you can you. just like, you can see like Drew. He's from Queensland. Yeah, he's cool guy. And, and John and Johnny, but he's just one of the dumb ones. Well, God, God bless his soul. God bless his soul. Yeah. Right. I, just like, he's just a dumb surfer, which is okay. We just need a few of those to make up the population. You know, John, Johnny had a good thing, and, and, but Johnny did, did come across as kind of a dumb surfer guy, right? And so um, I, I, He wasn't very smart. He was a himbo. <laughs> What's a himbo? Oh, the male version of a bimbo. Oh, he was really like, I love that. A himbo. We're stealing that word. Brian, you were Brian, you were a himbo for a little while. I was. I was a. I was a hut, which is a <laughs> male version <laughs> of a slut. <laughs> I was a mutt. Yes. The male oh, version. Yeah. I'm, never, I'm using that one. Sorry, but, but I'm married now happily. Now, I have to qualify. I'm married now happily. My wife will listen to this show. She's in the other room. Well, I have a cousin that's a hut. I think he's a bit of a hut. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, guys can get into it too. We all have needs, Michelle. I'm just, that's all I got to say. I was a young, dumb, and full of you know what. So I feel like you and I are married at first sight after 365 million episodes of this show that has, I mean, it goes on for fucking ever. Do you, did you know this when you were filming that there'd be so many episodes of the show? Uh, actually, they cut out like a lot of them. So they cut out a month of episodes. Whoa. Can you believe that? No. Because we were all going crazy, like our cast. Like we were just like, how dare? Because yeah. it's all so manipulated and edited. And it's it just is. like, I never did that. That didn't happen. And just like, and we're just ringing the executive producer all the time. I'm suing. I'm doing this. I'm doing that because like. Like the stories and like even the feedback we're getting now, this girl was writing to me and I was reading a message. She goes, I thought you were so genuine. Then why did you say you didn't really like Steve? And I'm just like, it's edited. It's just a it's edited. Yeah. Like, yeah, It's so edited. Like most of the time, anyone who's got sound experience, you can hear that the words aren't even in the same room, the words that we've spoken. Interesting. So, yeah. Because... If you listen to the, and like my voice is very 
odd because I talk very slowly on the show. Mm-hmm. And um, and my friends are like, I can't believe that you talk so slowly. It's like you were thinking about everything you said. I'm just like, I never think about what I'm going to say, okay? It just comes out of my mouth and I talk this far. And the yeah. thing is when they edit it and they take out every second word, yeah, it sounds like I talk. But I bet, I bet though when there's like a camera in your face, you're also kind of like uh, thinking about it. About yeah, you forget about the camera after a while. <laughs> it, just, it. Oh. it becomes part of yeah. it becomes part of your life, doesn't it? Yeah, and the microphone. You just actually forget that you actually just can kind of do everything. Well, I I did. I just lived like how I thought. That's probably why I said all that stupid stuff. <laughs> I would do the same thing. I would yeah. do the exact same thing. Michelle, I think you, uh, this show has taken a certain part of this country by storm. And I know you know this because I know that there are probably a lot of people communicating this with you. And my wife and I hooked from, sh- from show one. And you and Steve are the reason why this show was most interesting to us because the way that they edited your story oh. together. What's that? <laughs> She said, "Are you odd?" Because they're old. No, because she's old. Oh no! Well, listen to this. I'm going to tell you a funny story real quick. So, I asked Steve to come on the show. Also, you're the first person I reached out to, but then we reached out to a couple of other people, and I said I asked Steve to come on the show, and he's like, "Listen, man, listen, mate, let me get back to you, and you know, I'll let you know." But there's a couple of as Chrissy and I have been talking about this on a number of episodes, and a couple of the episodes, I said that Steve was in his late (laughs) sixties. And so I'm sure he's not coming on the show because he's probably like this fucking buffoon. Let me ask you, let me get it out of the way. Do you think, I know that this, this storyline was edited. I've heard a lot of your, your, uh, the podcast and vodcast you've done off air. I've done my homework. I understand that it's just manipulated, but let's assume for a second that the storyline was real and Steve really wasn't (laughs) sleeping with you for whatever reason. My wife and I had a theory or I had the theory and I'm just blaming my wife for it right now. Um, I had the theory that Steve may have had performance anxiety, like maybe, you know, man of a certain age, maybe he was like, you know, scared to get into bed with somebody uh, and he didn't want to be called out on national television. Now, I mean, obviously we don't know if that's true. I don't want to make up rumors, but that was my, that was what I was speculating at the time when I was watching the show and engaged in it. I thought, you know, maybe Steve is like, you know, Maybe he's just not ready to rock. And maybe he needs a pill. Yeah, maybe he needs daddy's little helper or something. And he's afraid that he's going to get called out on national television. Yeah, well, I think that, that I never actually considered that that would be a thing um, because I think it was quite early when you kind of realize whether you're going to gel with this person or not. Mm, and, interesting. Um, I think at the honeymoon, before you see most of the filming, already decided oh well i like yeah that this wasn't going to work yeah. he watches television i like to go out <laughs> like go like hi and it's like yeah there was we just didn't get yeah. along it just didn't happen we did, like we we got along with the show um and yeah it's very difficult I, like what do you say so i knew that i didn't want to kiss him so if you don't want to kiss someone, yeah, you're that's not going the to first step. Them. <laughs> yes. How did they? How did they edit the show so incredibly tactfully to make it seem like? I mean, Michelle, to the I, I've been in radio, I've been in television, I'm a podcaster, I'm not an idiot. I understand that the the show is the yeah. show first. It's not about your marriage; it's about the ratings. 
And so they're going to do whatever they have to do to get from point A to point B with the ratings. But they edited that so incredibly well to make most, I think, of America believe that you were getting uh, the, the, I guess, the short end of the stick or the dick or whatever. No, but I, I did. I started to fall for Steve and not as I did start to fall for him because you don't realize that you're in this environment and you have to, like, you rely on that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so basically, it starts off when I make the comment about let's have sex. Mm-hmm. Let's just have sex and we don't have to kiss, we'll just have sex. Get it so out. I don't know. So if, I don't know if you noticed, but that one of the experts, she always asks you about um, your sex life. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we're on the couch and you see me say, well, let's just have sex. Let's have sex and we don't have to kiss, we'll just have sex. Interesting. I, and everyone's pissing themselves laughing. So I... I thought this is freaking funny because I'm having like, and then all of a sudden it's like it became a serious thing. It became the whole show, I Michelle. To have sex with him. Michelle, yes. it became the whole show for like ten episodes. I know. It's the whole. I it's know. the. It's, it's it's the only reason why anybody's watching is because they're like, is Steve going to bang Michelle? Is, fi- is Michelle finally going to get what she needs? <laughs> you know, and all this stuff. And are they going to make it? And they ed- edited it in a way where you're really pulling for Michelle. You're like Michelle, like they're gonna they're gonna do it. They're gonna get together. They're gonna have intimacy. <laughs> Things are gonna work. And then you realize that it's just a bunch of it's a hunk of bullshit. But I get what oh, you're. I do have feelings for this person, but it's not like that I wanted to kiss him or have sex with him. Like even this is like when when we came to stay at my place and like I just don't realise why the the viewers don't realise. How have I got a three-bedroom house and the only bed that's missing is my daughter's bed? So like we've got a spare room where my son's bed is, my daughter hasn't got a bed and I've got a bed. Now why... Does my daughter not have a bed? Does no one ask themselves? It's like, Ah, I know, but they're going to make him try to sleep in my room. The only way that I can get that my daughter sleeps in my bed with me and not, it's like like removing her bed. So I have my family remove her bed out of our house. There's not even a bed in her room. This poor 18-year-old girl, she's 19 now, (laughs) has to say that she wants to sleep with her mom because she hasn't got a bed in her room. Right. And a psychotic mom has taken it out of it. <laughs> no one thinks, and everyone, and everyone's like, "Yeah, I want to share the bed. I, I want to share." No, I don't want him to share my bed. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I got rid of my daughter's bed so that so she the, has to sleep in my bed with me. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. So, so let's. Why didn't anyone pick it up? Because <laughs> because because they did they because they edited it so masterfully. And in Endemol Shine, who is the production company, so I want to make sure that we're filling people in who may not have watched the show because we have a rather large audience across the world, and some people, and and especially in the UK, they're I think they're about to get this, aren't they? I think they've started watching it. Okay. So yeah, it's so, like. Um, I just want to make sure that that so just to let you know, Steve and Michelle are are married at first sight. We already we already kind of did a little pre thing on a pre show about how you guys go down the aisle. You are total strangers. But the, yep. the producers make it off out to seem as if Steve and Michelle are getting along, are firing on all cylinders except one. And that is intimacy <laughs> that they just can't get it together in the bedroom. And that's not because of Michelle's is, is unwanting or, or not trying. It's because Steve is unwilling or unable. And this becomes such a big deal in the show. Like there's whole, there's like 10 episodes that are dedicated to this. Start back up for just one second. 
You walk down the aisle. What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Can we rewind? Rewind that for yeah. a second. You walk down the you walk down. Let's go to the wedding day. Let's even go for, okay. b- back to that. I'm married. I've been married twice. Chrissy, you're married. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. You've been married, Michelle. Yes. It's hard to fuck enough when you know somebody. Like I knew my wife for two years and the wedding day was tough to fuck enough. How, how difficult is this wedding day when you don't have any idea what's on the other side of this? Uh, it was hard. Like, you know, because I couldn't communicate with my family and, um, and I couldn't get like a real gauge of what they thought because my family's also very pleasant. So they didn't want to say anything. They're lovely on, on the show. They came across lovely. So, yeah. Um, but I walk, you, we walk down the aisle and we do the vows and you have to go back and do it again. Like you walk yes, back out. I heard you say that. Repeat. So you have to go, you have to do the vows twice. Yes. So they have multiple angles. Didn't you, didn't you take off your hair and your makeup? Yes, and you were like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not doing this. I was like, I don't want to do this. I'm <laughs> yes. leaving. There's a serial killer truck driver. I'm going to kill. <laughs> I, I would rather be dead. <laughs> yes. A little, really. little credit to Steve. Out. He looked he looked pretty dapper. I I mean he had the skinny pants on with the you know his ankles showing. I was like Steve looks pretty dapper. <laughs> he had his ankles showing. I thought to myself with the guy with the ankles showing. I'm like I don't think this is gonna go, I don't think this is gonna go well. His ankles are showing. But um, we, yeah, I think it was just different. I thought maybe the preacher, the guy that was doing it, was gonna be my partner. <laughs> just like I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I just I just didn't imagine. Him being and I, I knew I when when I I got a photo like got a photo and I actually took it to my doctor to get it aged because I just couldn't believe he was fifty two. Yeah, I just could not I. believe this person was fifty two, and I'm just like, how old is this person? How old is he? And they're just like sixty five, sixty three, and I'm just yeah. like, he acted very old he as did. well. It wasn't just that he, and I don't think he had that hard a life. It's just that he was way older in his brain the way that he's he was set in his ways michelle he was set in his ways before he came on the television show he had i think the only way that it was going to work out is if you fit exactly inside his box and did everything he wanted to do and listen there's lots of people out there like that i know lots of people like that too my i have family members who are like that if you don't fit in their world it ain't happening. They're not willing to stretch outside their sphere of influence to, to, or sphere of comfort to, to get some kind of relationship going. And relationship is so much about compromise. And it's not that Steve didn't come across as nice at some point, but he just didn't seem like he was willing to at all compromise. And it was quite clear from the beginning that I understood what you guys were talking about when you were falling for each other. You were falling for each other in a way that two friends fall for each other. There's a well, honeymoon yes, period. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like it's not like a honeymoon. It's like... I've never lived with anyone. Mm. I've only lived with my children and my, like my parents. And so then this is the first time I've had a roommate. Like, you know, we had separate bedrooms. We had separate bathrooms. We just had a communal area where we would sit, where he could watch TV when I wasn't in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and he was watching a lot of TV. He was watching a lot of so TV. He was in his own room as well because, like, I don't like TV. So, um yeah, so we had our own little areas and then he would go to breakfast every day by himself and I would just like sometimes I'd come down and the paps would say to me, are you just making a special appearance? And I'm just like, why? And they're just like, because you don't come down with Steve. And I'm just like, 
No, he wants to go to breakfast by himself. Let him fucking fuck go. go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really? You were um, married to the guy in this in this whole experiment, experiment slash experience that sounds like it was so incredibly stressful. And he didn't want to go to fucking, you, you didn't, I mean, he wanted to go to breakfast by himself? Yeah, he did. Like, he he would all, often go with so um, Johnny or Feb or the boys. Oh, okay. Um, and not that he was allowed to. But, like, yeah, he just didn't want me there. How did, so how did you it's okay <laughs> like but th- that's what i couldn't register like well if you don't like we're not why can't we just leave why can't we just go yeah. i just want to go well let me ask you yeah. um yeah. how, how did you get involved in this whole process i understand you you it, and i don't mean like you know i understand you were invited once to come on the show and then you got invited a second time you were with or you you made it on to the cast the first time but you were with somebody and then but i mean like who has the idea? Is it you? Are you like, you know what? This sounds like some pl- something I'd really like to do. It'd be a neat experience. I want to go and do it. Who knows? Maybe I do get to fall in love. Is it you that yep. like kind of, you watch the show yeah. and decide this is it? Yeah. Yeah. I decided, initially I decided that I wanted to, because I I thought, well, arranged marriages work. Yeah, like, you mm-hmm. know, they do. People fall in love. And in our culture, like my Macedonian culture, people do it. So why couldn't it work? And I was really convinced that they were actually doing it. They told me they were doing it. I was convinced. Why would it not work? I have dated nearly every man and their dog. Like their man and the sister. Um, anyway, so then I have, there was no one left. So I just yeah. thought, what if it's <laughs> take a chance, take a chance, yeah. take a chance. Why not? So you yes. get, so you get cast on this show. Is it pretty like, uh, so I think I want to point out to the audience, but it's pretty clear from the beginning that the producers are going to drive this one way or the other. Mm-hmm. This is not about letting you yeah, to normal fall in people, love. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's very clear. <laughs> it's very clear. When so did they tell you like I mean when you get cast on the show are they like get prepared for 3 months away from your children away from your family you're not going to have any access you're going to have to be locked down with this person or do they is it more nebulous than that? Are they just like you're going to get married then we're going to send you off on a honeymoon and you guys are going to live together and don't worry about it everything will be fine. No, it's like yeah like come we found the most perfect person you're going to be matched with oh, well, um you'll be able to go to the gym because the gym's in the um, center, like where you're going to be staying. There's a pool. We'll get you your egg boiler because I don't know how to boil eggs. <laughs> and I'll give you celery juice. Yay. All right. Everything. It's I've got celery beautiful, juice. Beautiful, all inclusive. It's a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're going to meet the man of your dreams. And I'm just like, okay, well, what have I got to lose? Like, what do I really have to lose? I'm very likable. Like, yes. I've got nothing to lose. You are oh, yeah. very like it. Really right. <laughs> and you realize we're going to cast with all the other numbskulls and like then we've got their dramas as well. Right. Their dramas yes. far surpassed your drama, though the producers do a good job of focusing in on you for a good portion of the show. They, those, the, there is a, it seemed, I was texting with you the other night. It seems more like a fucking swingers party than a reality show at some point. Everyone's <laughs> sleeping with everyone else's husbands and wives. I, know. I mean, maybe I know. everyone's just a little too drunk. I don't know. It's, it's, but it's more like, I don't know. It's more like a show on MTV. Have you seen the, the, well, epi- have you seen the, well, the I think even off screen? Wow. Some of the stuff that would happen off screen, like, yes. Did it you? was, and we're all staying in the same hotel on the same level. We do have babysitters, producers that look after us. 24 hours a day? Yes. Shit. And we've got mice and things on our room. So, but we can sneak out. 
Well, how does that work? Yeah, how, how, if they're watching you all the time, how does that work? And there's a particular producer, like babysitting, and it's the weekend or it's late, and you can make a distraction and you can get out. Ah. Yeah. Is this when so, all the trouble started? Is this when all the sorry? trouble started? When you when people were sneaking out, that's when the trouble started? Yeah, I think that we were quite unruly. Well, oh, not me. I was very good. But um, everyone was quite unruly and just like, yeah, no, I like this person. I like that one. Just like, yeah, we could just swap. What, just swap? We'll just hook up with whoever. That's It's fucking and crazy. And do you, do you think some people were there just to be on TV? Uh, oh, yeah. Were planted? Or, and then some people were there to be real? What, yeah. how, what was the ratio? Can I just, the thing is, some days you're so bored and you hate the person you're with. Mm. You actually hate yeah. them. Like, you can't imagine living with your husband or wife that you love. This is someone that you don't even freaking right. like. Yes. And you're with them 24 7. You hate them and you're bored out of your brains. You'd actually have sex with someone just, <laughs> just to make a bit of a story. Okay. Yes. That's what you would do. I would have actually done anything almost because you just think, I am so freaking bored. I am like, you don't even talk. Like, I can't have an intelligent conversation. Somebody just has some sort of conversation that you want to, like, yeah, wow, let's yeah. go. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, at that point, you're like, it's almost like you're a prisoner. And so you're just willing to get a little bit of sunlight. And I don't mean like a prisoner in the four walls, even though you probably were too. But I mean like a prisoner in your own mind. And you're like any bit of sunshine, any bit of fun, differation from Steve going to breakfast, me sitting in a room, listening to Steve's TV. You know what I'm saying? It's like anything. You will do absolutely anything. And it's not because you want the fame. It's because you're actually bored and you just need some sort of stimulation, whether it be mental, physical or whatever you just mm-hmm. are and the activities they plan that they're going to film are so freaking boring that you just think and that this is what we're doing yeah and i think yeah. that's what they did for me and steve it's like oh well now you're going to do this food challenge and just like are you freaking joking yeah. like, i want to jump <laughs> off the top of the building and you want me to do like a food tasting thing yeah yeah i was shoving up your body yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so sorry. That's why. Right. That's why people probably did get to that point. You get so yeah. bored. And, but sorry, ans- I didn't answer. Yeah, and Chrissy's- some people do actually just want the drama, and they want to be on TV. Mm, they yeah. want to. Yeah. Oh, I think most of the people did. Maybe even I did, but I don't think I did. I just wanted to meet my one, and right. I just wanted him to see me. Yeah. And, it, and I thought I was going to meet him down the aisle. And if I didn't meet him down the aisle, I thought he was going to be there at the wedding. That's what I thought. I was like so romantically, like. What did you think walking down the aisle? (laughs) I think you've said before. Here's a truck driver. (laughs) I was like, I had my son with me, and he's absolutely adorable. But he's he's a cute kid. um, Yeah, yeah, and I just feel bad. Like he's still not recovered from the wedding. Yeah. He's feeling, he's feeling a lot of stress around this, huh? Well, the thing is like, he was very stressed at the wedding and they, no one ever showed him and his reaction because he knew that Steve was not good for me right? from the first minute. And he's like, they're pulling me away from him. And he's like, I can't let you go, mum. I've looked after you for like so many years. Like they're, this evil man's taking you. It's like it was so sad, but they would never show that no. because that right. would make 
It might, but they were happy to make my daughter look like a bit of a cunt. Like, you know, that was fine. Yeah. But she is a strong girl, but they didn't want to show my son and his sadness because, like, then that would actually show that Steve wasn't genuine. Yeah, that would show that that, that doesn't fit their storyline because they no, are, because by the time it's all said and done, they have it in the can and they understand that if the storyline's going to go like this and what they show yeah. is some young man that's crying for his mother and saying, this is not a good thing, don't do this. It doesn't fit the storyline that Michelle right. loves Steve and Steve doesn't want to sleep with Michelle, right? It doesn't fit that yeah. storyline, which they so, again, craftfully edited in, in an amazing way. When you, like, I... I, I when you get when you on my son outside with me with my sister and it's like yeah it like let's go let's go yeah. let's just go let's just leave like, that's my question yeah. michelle honestly i understand the the premise of the contract right and i know they can be pretty tight and they can and i also understand what it's like to be in a room in a business meeting and someone's holding a contract and saying it's either courtroom yeah or we figure it out right do, now. Or you do what I say you're going to do. What we say, right? yeah. And I've, and I've been in that situation as a businessman, and so I understand the stress that comes with that. It, but at some point, if it feels like you're, and I've heard from other people on the show too. Like I've now watched other people that have been, you know, in YouTube videos and stuff, saying some of the same stuff that you're saying. And basically, what they're saying is, it felt like we were held hostage, that we were here with people that we should not be matched with on purpose to cause us stress, drama, and pain. And then they want to film it. And when it's not exciting enough, they want to get us in a room and tell us that we're never going to get on TV if we don't start making it exciting. Yes, or they tell you that Australia will hate you and oh they will God. throw you in that light, oh. and it's like, which is terrible. Like I, the stress that they put me under with Steve, like when Steve was, we were having a huge fight. It's all on camera and we're having the biggest argument and he's screaming and swearing at me and, and then he starts like going, like he's very angry in his room and I have the executive producer saying to me, you know what, you look like the biggest cunt um, not going into that room to console that man. I'm just like, are you freaking joking? I'm a victim of DV, a survivor of DV. I'm not going into a room where a man's going off his head, swearing at me, calling me every freaking name, and then to get my nose broken. No. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. Australia's going to hate you. They're going to say that you're like this mean bitch. You're letting him cry. It's heartbreaking. That's awful. "Um, Are you joking? And I'm feeling like, are you crazy? Like, I'm not going in there. I don't care. So I gave him some chocolate. I'm just like, how dare they try to make me. Here's a piece of chocolate. Because I'm in the door, which I really am, because we live in the world. And you know, when an angry man is like that, I don't know Steve, so I don't know if he is going to punch me in the face. Right. He would not, but I don't know him that well. So there's no way I'm actually going to open the door and say, here I am, break my face. No way. No way. At the end of the day, you're fucking strangers. At the end of the day, you're strangers. Here's the biggest difference between the television show on the U.S. Have you seen the U.S. version of the television of the Married at First Sight? This gorgeous couple on Instagram, and I'm just like, I'm in love with them. Who, which one? Oh, <laughs> oh the boy with the long hair, and um, oh, they're so okay. And just in case <laughs> for people oh, who may right. spoiler alert, spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah, oh. I know who you're talking about. They're lovely. They're a bunch of hippies that live down in New Orleans, and they're oh, just lovely. Yeah, 
Oh, they are hippie-ish. Yes. And I'm just like, oh, God, I love them. My, it's my favorite couple on the Married at First Sight U.S., but the Married at First, uh, Married at First Sight U.S., or MAFs, is so tame compared to the Australian version because they actually they really love each other. Yes, they actually fucking love each oh. other. They oh, put so people. Oh, so I know, Michelle. I know you're done with reality television, <laughs> but I just love it that they, they they seem like they love each other, and I just like, and it's so adorable. I just love it. And now that you told me that they really do, they I'm really do so love each other. It, it, oh, these couples beautiful. survive. They they're there are like they're ten season deep, nine seasons deep, and they are doing whole television new seasons during the quarantine what we're calling the quarantine over here they're doing new seasons just following the couples that have survived that experience and they've there's 20 couples in nine seasons that have children and they're living together and all this other stuff because i think they actually do have real experts that try and match them for real but the show is uh, by default is not as interesting because it's like real relationship shit. So when um, someone on Married at First Sight Australia is sleeping with somebody else's wife and, yeah. you know, and that's kind of drama on Married at First Sight, the U.S., uh, they're arguing over the, what they're going to budget for their food budget next week. It's like it's so, it's so <laughs> real. Like yeah, it's just like, would you do what's that? I said, they would you, would you party. do, oh, go ahead, Michelle. Sorry. They don't, oh. they don't have a party. They don't have any, did you say, do they have a party? Yeah. Dinner party where they can talk to each other and say, this is what's happening in our relationship and blah, blah, blah. No, that's, that's, that's another difference is that the difference that you're very structured over there. You guys interact with each other all the time. The, the couples do to the point where I think it's detrimental to the point where I believe that there were moles in your group, people that were being queued oh, on. Yeah. By the producer, I think Chrissy had asked this question earlier, but I think there were people that were that were in the room yes. that were cued on, and Mikey might have been, and Mike might have been one of them, or whoever, right? And they were just they were asking such such crazy questions that you wouldn't ask at a dinner party, like you know, yes. do you love you know, would you have sex with your mate? Yes. Do you like her tits? S- stuff that's just like crazy that you would never ask somebody at a dinner party to evoke <laughs> a reaction that then caused a bunch of drama, but in the Married at First Sight U.S., they get together for drinks, but it seems like it's on their own volition. Like, they actually ask each other if they want to, hey, you want to go out and have a drink? Yeah, okay, I'll just go out and have a drink. But there's no recommitment ceremony, but they do meet with actual experts, therapists, love coaches. They meet with them. On your version... We don't talk to ours no, at all. You guys sit in front so they of them. Us there, the producers talking through them. So... Yeah. Yeah. So we're, they don't really communicate with us at all. Wow. And so we across from them but they're not actually trying to hear what we're saying the producer is just basically hearing it and then um telling them what to say back to us oh really so wow. they're just there as a figurehead or like a mm-hmm. I don't know, like a, a face they're yeah, giving face they're giving it. credibility they're lending credibility to mm-hmm. the fact that you guys have been married by experts when the experts are nothing but real they're really producers they're actors and editors and that's and they're there to help guide the show in a certain direction and and it's not about that in our contract that the wow. experts are not there for you the experts are there for the producer for the producers mm. and for, which i i I can't believe that I found it. It's like, yeah, so they're not to give us advice. They're there to give the production advice. Wow. So they don't actually give us any advice. They're there so, to tell the producers how to push your buttons. That's fucked yes, up, Michelle. Yes. That's fucked up. So it's like really insane. And it's like, wow. But, um, and I think definitely there's people that were there that got 
pushed and even like for yourself like for myself I know like me and Steve had a big blow up one night and it was um you know when I had the two glasses of wine yeah anyway so we need to have a drama for the dinner party you know we can have the drama or we can not have it but if we don't have it, then we're they're filming until two or three or four o'clock in the morning. Just until to you wait get so drunk that there's going to be drama. It. Well, like, well, you're you're not drinking, you're not eating. Well, you're drinking alcohol, but you're not drinking water and that. So then, that night was an early night for us because they just said, "Oh, look, you're going to have to do the, you're going to have to, you're going to have to." And I was just like, "No, I'm not going to talk to him. I'm not talking to him. I'm not talking." Then and then at about eleven, I thought, "Wow, you know what? If I don't do this." We're going to be here till four o'clock. Let's just get it over with. <laughs> and I just said, okay, I did. We had the argument. Steve left. I think it was 11.45. We're out and we're home. We're ready to sleep. And that was, that was the earliest dinner party we had because it was just all over and done. They got their drama and it's night, night. This sounds no, like in the U.S. They would call this a hostage situation. <laughs> they would not call this a reality television show. And that's what I say. Like I think, wow, like the human rights that are breached on set, um, which is incredible. Then I just think, if it's in the U.S., it would like not at least one person would speak up. But we've got so many film crew. There's at least a hundred people there Whoa. filming. And like Whoa. audio, and like with all of us, not one person speaks up and says, "Well, these people haven't had dr- a drink of water, or they haven't haven't eaten for this many hours, or mm-hmm. we've been here sitting here for twelve freaking hours." <laughs> isn't there like a spot? That's crazy. Thing, isn't there like a psychological like? I know sometimes on on reality yeah, shows yeah. here they have like a psychological evaluator, someone that's sitting there going. Okay, she is kind of going sideways, and we better pull her off, give her a vacation, right? Take her off the show, give her do a break, something. give her a break. Yeah, we do have a psychologist there, but she also then reports everything to the producers. Oh, mm. so you don't trust her? It's like you don't want to talk to her because then she's just going to go. Well, no, no, you, well, you, I like I openly said to her, yeah, I'm going to jump off the building. I'm going to jump because that's the only way I feel like I can get out. Oh my God. And I'm not allowed to go home to see my family. And I'm just like, I actually am going to jump. He was like, and she's just like, okay. So she tells the executive producers, and then I get to go home that weekend. Whoa! Mm. So, 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 it, so actually, they they did have someone on the set that was saying Michelle's about to lose her potatoes, yeah. so we better get her. <laughs> she's about to jump off the balcony. You want to jump off yeah. the balcony? <laughs> but I don't. I, think- I tried, but there was like the the fence. The second fence was too high, so I couldn't make it. Like really, it's it's like that bad. It's that bad. You really- you feel like, uh, yeah, like, you're you're not joking no. about this. It was you were really traumatized by this whole situation. He found between the two fences. Oh my god! And um, he's like, "What the frick are you doing?" I said, "I'm fucking getting out of here. I really am. Like, I am jumping the fuck off. Wanna yeah, go. like I'm and, done." And um, so then, I <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> did Steve, did Steve become kind of like um? After a while, he became like a comfort zone. Like, even though you didn't care for him in, in that way, like when you guys obviously from. Oh, no, you care, like that's the person you care about the most, I suppose, because they're with you. They're your lifeline. They're your yes. lifeline. Yeah. Yeah. Stockholm syndrome. You're, yeah. they're, you're basically, yeah. they're captor and like they give you life. They give you a little bit of food. They give you something. And it's really, it's 
it's Stockholm syndrome. We wow. fall in love with our captors mm-hmm. because we don't, we need to. Because I realized very early when I spoke up about Steve and said, Oh, look, I don't. I don't like him. I don't like what he's about. I think he's here for the wrong reasons. The whole group turned on me and no one talked to me. And I was just like, wow, they are all fans of Steve. And so the group of the other Uh, other contestants. contestants. Yeah. So everyone else, except for Michael and Stacey, they still, they talk to me, but um, they were the only two. So, but everyone else turned on me. No one talked to me. And you're just like, wow. And so then you're like, it's like, like those chickens that there's a pecking order. And so then you realize if I want to be accepted by the group, you got to hang out with the popular kids. Yeah. And every time I try to say something, honestly, and then you just say, like I was trying to say, Oh, it's the betrayal or this. And they're just like, yeah, not, not Steve's good. Steve's good. Not, not, you're not valid. What you're saying is not valid, you know? And you're just like, okay, I give up. Because I know I'm a prisoner here. Yeah. yeah. I know that he's the only person that can help me. You know, here's, yeah. here's an interesting. I just made a connection in my head, Michelle. Endemol Shine has been, has been um, the, they're the producers behind the Survivor series, which has been going on forever and ever and ever. And as we watch Survivor <laughs> yes. forever, I mean, it's like I'm 40 <laughs> years old. I feel like half my life Survivor's yes. been. I stopped watching it after season two or whatever. But it, one of the things became the psychological gameplay that went on there and how if you wanted to be popular, you had to hang out with the popular kids. And if you didn't want to get kicked off, you had to manipulate this person and do this person for years. They understand the psychology about what happens when you stick a group of people in a room and cut them off from the rest of the world. They understand how to push those buttons to make drama out of it. And so now I'm believing that they're taking a little bit of that knowledge and bringing it to Married at First Sight Australia. Why it doesn't happen here in the U.S., I think because legally, I yeah. I actually think that people here in the U.S., it's such a popular show anyway, that they like to see people actually fall in love. Yeah. But how does this still go on in Australia? Is it not clear to everyone watching? Is this an incredibly popular show in Australia? I think it is, but um, uh, I think it really is. But that I don't, in America, you actually understand your human rights and your and all of your rights. Correct. In Australia, we don't. Our human rights bill in Queensland, like in our state, was released earlier this year. Wow. Whoa. Our human rights bill. It's like, it's what? 2020. You've been yeah. a country for like a thousand years. <laughs> so how could we actually say that's against my human rights? Because most of us don't even know what our rights are. We don't know what rights we have against anything. So, like, we're just not educated like that to know, wow, this what they're doing is wrong. We could see, like, you know, if this was prisoners and prisoners were getting, weren't getting food or water, we'd say, well, oh, that's against their rights. Of course. They're human. We would see that. But they can't see it as other people. And we can't see it as ourselves. Because I so, think most people see it like, like Chrissy and I, not not that we see it this way, but like we think other people see it like going into the show, which is it's a big fucking vacation. You're on television. You're going to be famous. You're going to get some deal out of it. You're going to make money. But the truth is you don't make any money. And it's the producers who make the money. They don't pay you, do they? They pay you like a stipend a day. $150 a day. How do you survive? Girl, yeah, we're in the middle of Sydney. So we're in the middle. It's like the most, like, you're so expensive. Yeah. To get your hair done, like $150, mm-hmm. like to get it styled or blow waved or you whatever. You had to pay for your own hair? Yeah, we do our own hair, our own makeup. So that's like $100 to get your makeup, your own clothes. Like I think 
I know that I'm in debt something like 40, 40 something, 40,000, 48,000 or something. Casey said she's in debt like 20 and she was only there for like a short amount of time. Holy you just shit. go into debt because you, one, you have to wear a new outfit. Yeah, and you two, have to. Yeah, because, well, they won't allow you wear, wear the same outfit. So, um, and then it's just like, you don't actually realize the enormity of like all of that until afterwards. And you just yeah. think, now I can't not, everyone's got makeup on. I've got to wear makeup. Mm-hmm. I've got to get my hair done. Like of I can't course. just go. You're on television you, in yeah. front of everybody in Australia. You want to look good. How can they well, not, how can they not spring for a crew? Yeah, I totally thought, this is a, I had no idea because I totally thought on all these shows, they at least had a hair and makeup person. Like, but there's no. Wow. No. And if you look like a scrubber, they're gonna even love it even more. They'll just they'll just like show you as the like, you know, when you look really yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. show you as the as a, you know, it's like a walk of shame every day. So yeah, I think that it's just yeah. That I, is insane to me, Michelle. Of, um I, well, I didn't even think of the monetary that I was losing with all the, and then plus we well, thought you were giving you thought you were going to find your true love. Of course right. you want to look good. <laughs> you want to spring for the clothes and the hair and the makeup. When you got off the television show, you obviously, I, I think we're pretty psychologically stressed, right? And I've seen you in some of these videos where you're talking and in, in some other shows that you've done and it, you just sound like this was a horrible experience and you're not the only one by the way so you're not like the crazy individual who just came off the show and decided to gripe about it because there are other people who are there shorter amounts of time than you were who are also saying the same thing about this television show and i think you know i'm not sure every person that listens to the commercial break besides the the information that i give them when we're talking about this know about married at first sight and my hope with you coming on was first of all you're a totally incredibly cool person like i think yes, that even that even comes across on the screen <laughs> of course yes. you do. Yeah. It we're, comes ac- we're big fans. Big fans. It comes across on the screen and uh, just the small communication we've had before the interview, it's it's really come across too. But my, my hope in doing the interview was to, to enlighten folks that these type of television shows, while they may be entertaining to you, there's like real people on the other side of the camera that may be suffering at your expense because, and you're one of those people that, that, that suffered at that expense. When you got off the show financially, did anybody come to you and say, uh, I'd like you to do a brand deal with you? Like, was there any kind of recoup of any of that cash? Yeah, so then I I signed up with a PR company because they tell you when you leave, sign these are some PR companies. So you sign with a PR company. Um, I don't know why, because I have nothing to promote. So like do you like I have no brand, I have no um no product, I didn't want to like become an influencer or anything like that. I wasn't even meant to get followers, like all these young girls. They didn't get as many followers. I ended up with like a crazy amount of followers. A lot of people follow you on because because you're you come across as authentic. You you're come real. across as authentic. You're real. Yeah. Because I yeah, but I think I wasn't meant to get all these followers. And it's like, well, what do I do now? I don't actually like I don't know what to do. So I signed a couple contracts. Yeah. But then I just thought, wow. I signed a couple with some weight loss people, and then I just thought 
but that doesn't work. And so <laughs> yeah. I, I advertised one day, the next day I said, this doesn't this is a bunch work. Of bullshit. Yeah. And it's like, you know what happens then? You, they don't like that. No, you they don't. don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, uh, and so the thing is, when I advertise something, it's because I genuinely like it. And most of the things I'm not even paid for. Like HelloFresh, I did get paid for that. I love like, HelloFresh, by the way. Well, I've used oh, it in the past. I love, and we love it. They gave yeah. me free food as well. They gave me free food for that promotion. So I, that I was take great. It. Yeah. You know? Awesome. Um, so I, I'm very open with what I do get. But, um, yeah, I think that, no, the other stuff, if I don't believe it, then the next day I will say to you, this is not good. No, good. I don't believe it. Good and for so, you. thank you, thank you, thank you. Product, it's a shit product. <laughs> well, you're you're like one. You, you are the exception and not the rule because there's lots of Instagram followers. Not saying all of them, but a lot of them. They will pitch you shit in a bag and call it makeup <laughs> if they can make a dollar off of it. And I applaud you for that. I mean, listen, what you do with it is you just continue to cultivate who Michelle is. You just be authentic, and then something will come. I mean, I don't need to tell you what to do, right? You do what you're smart oh, enough. I mean, you're educated. You're an educated woman. But I mean, we, listen, you know, we would die for 150, it's like 150, 175,000 um, Instagram followers. And I think the reason why you are one of the more popular ones is because it just really shines through the television show. Are you, do you feel like people are getting the message that you're out there? Like you're, you're telling people, Hey, listen, this show is not what you think it is. People are really suffering on the back end of this. Do you think people are getting the message like Australians in general? No, I think no. that like some people do. <laughs> they, just want to watch, they just want to watch the show. Like, like I, I don't know. I don't think that they do because there's still people suffering. And then, and then now you get to a realization. And I think I came to a realization the other day. Well, yeah, they treated us pretty shit, but I've been treated shit in my life. So, yeah, I can deal with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, mm. I can accommodate for the way that they treated me because they didn't even know me where people that have known me have treated me badly so which is like almost like a defeat um yeah. so you know what yeah i can't hold them totally accountable for everything that i suffered because yeah i have been treated worse yeah but would you do it again would you do, would it, you again? do it again or would you do it a, would you do it on another show would you do it in the u.s no. No, you're like done. Well, I don't believe that the U.S. is going to do it properly anymore now that they've seen this. <laughs> like, I, I would definitely move to the U.S. if there was some. If I fell in love, I'd move anywhere, just anywhere, because I I just want to meet my one. Yeah. You, and, you yeah. remind me a lot of Chrissy Hoadley is my co-host and we've been friends for longer than I care to tell the audience. And I know what that friendship kind of love is that what I'm sure you were feeling for Steve at some point, which is, you know, this is someone who's really got my back who I, you know, and I know that in your situation, it was forced, right? It was just the only thing you had. So you may not have chosen him in real life, but I understand Mm -hmm. that. And you, your personality sometimes on the show reminded me of Chrissy Holden. And I think that's why so much, I felt so much like so endeared to your character now that I know it's on, on the show. But you're just, you're going to, like, if you, that's what you care for and that's what you want, I think you're going to find somebody. Have, have you been dating after the show or is it just, like, too much? No, no, I haven't dated. Um, no one's picked up the phone and called you? No one said, like, hey, you're, uh, no strangers on Instagram, no Facebook messages? Slide oh, into the DMs. Yeah, no one slid into your DMs. on Instagram, but, like, I'm just... They say lots of strange things. So, like, um, I can only I imagine. Um, I think I think it's not maybe the platform to find someone maybe like not. in my yeah. DMs because 
I don't want a fan. I want somebody who wants me. Right. I think that if the U.S. producers could get a hold of you, and this is this is I'm saying this, I'm kind of egging it on. If the U.S. producers could get a hold of you, I think that they honestly try and match people based on the criteria that makes sense because so many of those couples, at least in the short term, they work out and there's lots that have worked out in the long term. Lots have children. Some of them have children together and they're living a wonderful life. I think that that would be a runaway hit if Michelle from Married at First Sight Australia came to the U.S. to get married at first sight in the U.S. So just keep that in mind. And I don't know if Enda will shine. would be a really nice person? Of course he would. Yes. There's no real, there's a couple jerks. There's a couple jerk offs on the show, right? Through the years, there've been a couple jerk offs. There's always, there's always one in the group. There has to be. There's one person who's there with malintent. They put on a super good show for everybody. And then the second that they get behind the closed doors, they're total shitheads. Mm -hmm. But that's just life in general. We've all, I mean, listen, Mm -hmm. you, you've experienced some real trauma in your life, but I've certainly been involved with some relationships where it all seemed like shit and shine alive (laughs) first. And then it went to fucking hell in a handbasket two days later. And I, yeah. And I stuck with it. I felt like I was in a reality show. I stuck with it also way longer. Like, where are the cameras? Yeah. But, you know, I think that I I think that I wish you had done this in the United States because I think it would have ended up grand for you. Let me ask you a couple more questions. Do you did you get did you get a lot of paparazzi that followed you around after the show? Because I know the paparazzi in Australia and, and in the UK, like Daily Mail and stuff like that, like they can be relentless. They're like crazy kind of paparazzi. The thing is the paps here, they're actually kind of like your saviors. So mm. you meet the paps quite early. So from your wedding, they're there. Oh, really? We ended up talking to them. So because they're there, you see them more than you see anyone else. And, like, you know, when you actually need to go to the doctors, they'll tell you which doctor to go. Oh, or really? Something, or they'll see you and they'll say, are you okay? They'll take photos of you. But it was actually like they were like our lifeline of reality. Yeah, that's were, very interesting. And I still have a relationship with all of them. They're oh, the ones that I, that I know. And I wouldn't cons- – I, there is one in Brisbane that I've told to basically fuck off. Like, yeah, but, <laughs> but everyone else is like you have a, like a relationship with them because it's like you actually saved my life. Like yeah. you yeah. were there when you could see when I was struggling and I just needed someone to talk to. And one wow. of the young boys, he – he introduced me to his partner. They got married. It was just so lovely. Like, you know, it was just. They were friends. Um, Aww, they were friends when yeah, you were Yeah, they were friends. Friend. They were totally friendly. <laughs> so it was just like, um, yeah, it was just some, it was people that you meet that you think care about you, and I think that they did. Um, and, yeah, when other people are not. Well, that's nice. They're treating you like a human. You yeah, know? And, and that's the people that actually filmed our after stories because they could see us suffering. Yeah. They could see us falling apart. And so yeah. then that, that get real entertainment. They're the paps that have basically um, recorded our conversations. Did wow. they? And they've they and they've tried to get the message out. But the truth, but I guess what you're saying is, is that the ratings machine continues. And Demol Shine's going to do what, or the producers are going to do what they're going to do. And listen, yep. who knows? Maybe it's just a shitty group of producers that are producing Married at First Sight Australia. I'm not saying End Demol Shine. The whole company is a bunch <laughs> of assholes. I don't know them. Yeah, yeah, they're very, yeah, they're very clever. Yeah, very clever. Do you still do you still believe? Uh, I, I think you do. I mean, I think I know this answer, but you still believe in love. You still think it's out there. 
oh, look, I didn't for so long. And, um, yeah, no, I'm very hopeful. I'm so hopeful. Stay that way. Stay That's that how you way. find somebody. That's yeah, how you so find somebody. It's like I know that the whole experience makes you unravel yourself and you you go in. And when you go in, that's when you learn about yourself. Right. And that's the trauma as well, like that we deal with, because you can never be that person you were before you went on maths. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and that's what my friends and family said. And I've lost nearly all my friends and family after this. Um, they don't, the, they, 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 they hated the fact that you were on the show. They don't like the way you were portrayed. They feel like you said things that weren't true. Or? Consistencies in our stories um, because, you know, it's edited. Right. And they don't realize that it's edited. There's inconsistencies with like, even their behavior. I don't know. You just see everyone mm. so differently. Yeah. Um, experience and and you can't go back to unseeing yeah. because you've seen what they've said on camera you've seen what they've revealed it's like wow that's how you really feel about me and it's it's hard to go back to the unseen once you see you've seen yeah. and um I couldn't look at the show the same way after you and I started talking. I just could not look at the the show the same way. I mean, it was still entertaining in a in a sense that it's a it's a television show. It's a piece of entertainment program that's wasting an hour of my time, right? (laughs) But I can't look at it the same way because now I know the real human being that's behind the bullshit, right? (laughs) Yeah, but I and I think that yeah, like definitely it was a learning experience. But maybe they needed to let us know that you know what. People are never going to accept us as the same afterwards. Yeah. So yeah. You're never taken seriously again. So, like, I have, I'm fairly educated. So, I have three, four degrees. And, and I'm just like, but I go back to work and I'm a joke. That's three and because, a half more than I have. So, you're, so are you still, are you still teaching or you're well, not? I'm at the police academy. So, I'm just, I'm doing learning sport, but it, I struggle because the, yeah. Recruits have to have a certain respect for you. Yeah. But then I've been on TV. They don't even have that respect for me. Like mm-hmm. there's not like, even you know, with, right. um, like <laughs> we have that kind of hierarchy in um, police or military kind of, of paramilitary. I lost it. Because I'm a joke. Wow. Because, they, because like, they see you as just this girl who was on the reality television show. show. And they yeah. don't they yeah. don't take yeah. the time to get to know you as a person. And they don't take the time. So you're saying that you're, some of your family and friends also feel that way too? They're like, you know what? I heard some- I hate that for that you, sucks, Michelle. Michelle. No, it's, it's okay. But I think everyone wants me to be the old Michelle. So they're just like, there's right. they, they two Michelles and I only see one. And I can't be that old. I can't, I can only be me. Who I am, and um, the only thing that's never changing is that we're always ever changing. Like, and the reality is, is that every experience you go through, you're gonna pick. It's like you're sailing along, right? You go into port, you have an experience, you get on the ship. You're not the same person as when you <laughs> left the ship. It's just the way that it is, and that happens yeah. in life, no matter whether you're yeah. a reality television star or not. It's just the way yes. that life is, and so I hope that some of your friends and family understand that. This is the way that life is. And I need and I need the support more. People love you yeah. for who you are and for who you're not in those experiences. And I hope that, you know, I'm not enough to listen to this, but I hope that they'll understand that life changes sometimes. You change. Yeah. People change. And because of those experiences, we need you more than ever. We don't need you to we don't need you to head out the door. We need you to get closer, right? You had a transformation. Yeah. You know. But I think that also you probably 
real like I think I've pushed people away as well because mm-hmm. I realized our relationships are not healthy mm-hmm. and and it's probably something that I needed to realize years ago yeah and well good yeah toxic out well, out with the toxic yeah. I think that you know it takes the whole like for, I was only going to embarrass myself in front of the Australia but then it takes the whole world to actually love me and love the things that I do that members of my family would never accept mm. and, and I just think wow so um my family and friends think I'm a jerk or like I'm an idiot because I act like that but the rest of the world loves that and it's like it's very it's weird, um, it's weird isn't it's weird. yeah, yeah. I know that the world doesn't know me, but the world can appreciate that quality that's kind of quirky about me, where yeah. people that know me can't. Love it. And yeah. that's what is eye-opening as well and just like, well, I'm never going to change. So this is me, quirks yep. and all. And if you don't like it, if you can't accept it, well, then I just have to move forward. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I have and a very true. I have it's a saying. It's a, I love you for everything that you are and I love you for everything that you're not, right? If you're going to love somebody, you just have to accept them the way that they are. And sometimes I think it's the people who who don't love us for who we're not. They expect us to be something else or they want us to change something about themselves that that becomes toxic after a while. And you have to learn that, well, if they're not going to accept that part of me, then maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe at this moment. What other people think of me is their problem. It's none of my business. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's none of my business. Oh God! It is like that, and I think so. You do a little bit of pushing as well, so it's not just them leaving. It's that you realize what is good for you and what isn't as well. But that's through growth, and like everyone, this is a traumatic, traumatic experience. Like for for four months, I'm away from my family and friends for the first time in my life. I've Mm. never lived from them and I'm living with a complete stranger in a city that's really busy and noisy and yeah it gave me anxiety I was scared and I didn't know anyone and yeah it was just I had to look in within and find myself even more which I thought I knew myself but I know myself more now so I really know myself going through that going through that I yeah. yeah I love you. And I love you more now that we've had yes. a chance to actually yes. sit and talk. I this honestly so do. I, you're my favorite oh. on the show. Let me ask you two more questions. How are your children doing? Uh, they're, they're amazing. They're so wonderful. I love, like, I know that everyone says that, but my children are amazing. Like if I didn't have Eva, my daughter, lovely woman. I just don't think yeah. I would be here. She is, she is so clever. She is, she sees what I don't see. Yeah. She, um, she's wise beyond yeah. her years and that came yeah. through on the television show too that she's wise beyond and, her years and she's, she cares about me but she's um she's also big enough to say to me you're being a fucking idiot as well and i know that and but whereas my son is just he reminds me of me he's got the kindest heart and he'll just give you that cuddle and he's just like Aww. he loves he loves me just doesn't matter what or oh, you're really dumb you did something stupid i love you still he, he is a mama's boy he just loves you i mean yeah a mama's boy in a good way i don't mean that in a bad way and he's a he's a great kid so you know but i just feel but he doesn't want to do a lot of socials like he won't get in anything because i think he was just too scarred from yeah did the kids then, have any blowback at school or from friends about the television show? 
Uh, because they both finished their, their adults. Uh, but, yeah, they did. Eva got trolled quite a bit, especially mm. for being a cow at the wedding and not minding her own business. And yeah. and, that's, and that's what I think, you know, wow. They, were, they were very keen to show my daughter as strong and, like, you know, manipulative or, man, or like, manipulating a situation for nah, her mum. she but was just being protecting her mother. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I was and about to say, protection. Like, in his vulnerable side. And I just don't understand why they couldn't show a man being vulnerable. Because it didn't fit the narrative. That's my opinion. Is yeah. Because they, they canned the whole show and they figured out that piece doesn't fit with everything else that we need to do in the show. If if a little boy is crying for his mama and the producers take him away, it makes everybody in the situation look bad. It didn't fit their narrative. They didn't want to do it. And listen, at the end of the day, we always have to remember too, is that this is a television show. This is their job. Their job yeah. is to make this show as interesting as possible. And yeah. so for that, I mean, I, I, I don't know these people, obviously, personally, but for that, I understand why they're doing what they're doing, but I agree with you that there could have been a different way to go about it. They could feed people. They could give them hair and makeup. They could pay them a living wage. They could do things to make this whole fucking experience just a little bit more pleasant. And when they don't do that, it just see, and then they're making millions or billions of dollars on the back of this. It's mm-hmm. just like it shows just how rotten this egg is. It really stinks. Yeah. Do you talk to Steve? Do you, have you said anything to Steve since this show has ended? Have you guys yes, had any we, conversation? We did. So we had, we've talked, we actually talked at the reunion, after the reunion, and mm-hmm. we, we were like joking around. And then we've even met up afterwards. Good for you. Then we did a live together. And um, I lost about three or 4,000 followers. Um, did you really? Yes. Because they didn't I really like Steve? He did the live. Oh, he, uh, he gained some followers, but I lost. And I was just like, wow, people were really upset that I talked to him. Wow. And and That's then um, it was like, yeah, it was just okay. Like I just. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, I was surprised that I lost so many followers. Like, you know, and it was just like, because I was, I was trying to be kind. And, but then. I think his personality, it's never going to change. Yeah. yeah. His motivations are never, we're always the same. And mm-hmm. I just have to accept that some people are just not my people. Yeah, yep. that's true. And that's okay. Yeah. But, I'm, that's okay. but I, I'm glad to hear that there is some kind of, like there was some reckoning at the end of this and that you guys didn't end up completely sour at each other because listen i i know we've we've poked a little bit at steve on this television show but the truth is is that he seems like pretty relatively harmless bloke who's just trying to get by in life the way that everybody else is did you like how i said bloke i'm australian now i feel like i'm australian i'm using your words now (laughs) what does crikey mean that's probably where we both came unstuck yeah i i i i heard all about that i would love michelle so i'm going to be respectful of your time i would love if you would would it be okay if maybe in a month or so if you're around and we can touch base or we can just stay in touch and maybe you can come back and on whatsapp that's it brian oh, We're over. Ah, i thought we were falling in know. love <laughs> my <laughs> wife the other night was a mic drop mic drop <laughs> Uh, no, I, I love it. Like I have a few followers in from the US and I just absolutely love them. And I know that like when they're awake and when they're not, and it's yeah. just like, like I, I kind of like feel like I know them or they're my yeah. friends. It's like, 
but we're not. My we're just wife. Like, but we're not you have <laughs> so, to listen to this. So the other night, Michelle, so I'm watching the reunion special, uh, Married at First Sight, and I am texting with Michelle on WhatsApp. It's a rather surreal experience, I just have to say, is that I've got someone on my 90-inch <laughs> screen TV, and I'm texting them while, while we're doing this. And my wife looks over, and she's like, who are you texting? It's like 11 o'clock at night, and I'm watching, re- watching a replay of the show. My wife's like, who are you texting? I'm like, Michelle from Married at First Sight. She's like, no way. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And she's like, so oh, jealous. Yeah. Yeah. She loves you, too. So listen, Michelle, we'll stay in touch. I'm going to do one thing. I'm going to say goodbye here with Chris. So stay with me just for one second, Michelle, if you would. I'm going to say goodbye to Chrissy. www.tcbpodcast.com is where you go to find out more information about the show. Uh, and join us at The Commercial Break on Instagram. Remember to join the break room for the after show. Michelle, do you have your Instagram? Can you tell us what that is? Uh, my Instagram is Michelle underscore meshes. Michelle underscore message. We'll put it in the show notes. Do you have anything to plug? Are you still with HelloFresh? No, I'm yeah. not about your lipstick. What about your lipstick? What about your lipstick? <laughs> what about your lipstick? Oh, I'm, you know, I'm with I'm with new skin with Iron yeah, Zeal. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he's amazing. He's such he a adorable guy. So I, I grew can't... up watching him. I mean, I love him. <laughs> I, get, I, get, I only saw him in Sharknado, but I know he was in 90210. 90210, yeah. <laughs> but, um, he's just adorable. He's awesome. He is a cute guy. I like him too. <laughs> <laughs> you like him too, yeah. right? All right, Chris. I really have to talk about from, yeah. Okay. I'm looking for the. Stick with us, Michelle. Chrissy and I will see you on the after show. Until next time, bye. Bye. Hello, the Commercial Break listeners. I'm Barry Maxday. I'm Ben Vandervelde. And we'd love you to listen to Worst Foot Forward, our podcast all about failure. Each week we are joined by a guest to discuss the world's worst something, from detective to invasion, train to horror movie. We dive into humankind's darkest depths in search of the absolute pits. Drawing from stories across human history, from the ancient Romans right up to the internet age, exploring the animal kingdom and outer space, there's bound to be something in here for fans of Commercial Break with your eclectic tastes. On Worst Foot Forward, we've learned that conspiracy theorists think rocks aren't really hard, why one French physicist invaded the Channel Island of Sark, and how exactly to make a wasp gun. While also uncovering the railway station of the dead, the doctor who put goat balls into human scrotums, and the West End musical funded by bird poo. Subscribe to Worst Foot Forward on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Check out our website, worstfootforwardpodcast.com, and join us for some fun-filled zero worship. To get access to the commercial break after show, go to tcbpodcast.com and join the break room. You'll get access to the after show, YouTube extras, live shows, and much more. Follow at the commercial break on Instagram and Facebook. It's that squiggly little email thing at sign the commercial break. The Commercial Break is written and produced by Brian Green, co-hosted by Chrissy Hoadley. The Commercial Break returns next Wednesday with an all-new episode. We are available on most podcast providers. Tune us in and ride it out.